You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Controversy abounds in the real sports world and in the professional wrestling world. We'll talk about that and more on the most valuable podcast, MVP. Hello. Hi. Do you want to go to a party with me? No. The game's on. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey. I was just informed that I actually am driving this ship, which, if you guys know me, I'm I'm half Asian, and that's like, dude, any is half Asian driving anything? That's a terrible, terrible idea. Wait, wait, wait. Is that like a uh, like a World War II reference? Is that like kamikaze? Reference? I think that's just a modern day reference where Asians driving is a bad idea. On that note, but I'm also driving sensation. a ship. Ships don't dri- they're not supposed to be driven. They're, they're sp- either flown or they're sailed. Yeah. You should not be driving a ship. You, well, you know. We, Maybe we, that's why you're doing so well at it, because Asian in a ah, ship. Because I invented driving this a ship. ship. We bust stereotypes here. <laughs> that's right. Presented by racism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. By the way, it's the Most Valuable Podcast, MVP. In case you guys were confused as to what you were listening to, I was for a second, not going to lie. Uh, we are on the Next Wave Radio Network. We appreciate you tuning in, and we appreciate you guys um, subscribing to us. And uh, if you haven't, please go ahead and do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes and, of course, listening uh, to all the other fantastic uh, shows on the Next Wave Radio Network. Uh, joined, as always, not as always, but, you know. Um, <laughs> as often. As often <laughs> as, as often as I can be by uh, my, my good buddy Joe over here. Uh, and, of course, his. his as always, his by sl- Danny. Uh, hi, Danny. Hi, Dan- Whoa. <laughs> hey everyone! <laughs> that was actually pretty. Uh, <laughs> there was, a, there yeah, was a good actually it was. It was I actually left the bride in the car. <laughs> <laughs> She's hanging out. She's writing thank you notes. <laughs> Probably accurate. Um, so yes, in, in case you guys hadn't surmised, that actually is not Danny's voice. Um, although I'm I'm sure he wishes it was. Shh, don't pull back the curtain. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, we, we do want to pass along our congratulations to, uh, to Danny on getting married yesterday. Uh, welcome to the club, uh, you know, that I'm a part of. <laughs> 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 and I know you guys will be soon. Yes. I just realized I'm. <laughs> That's right. Not Jeff, though. Not producer not Jeff. Jeff. Producer Jeff says no to that. That's, uh, <laughs> like, that's okay. I'm married. I'm married to my smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, for sure. But yes, we welcome Sarah to our wonderful little podcast. How are you doing today, by the way? You okay? I'm doing well, yeah. We just had some ice cream, so I'm feeling... We had ice Har- cream. We had Me a, and Harper are doing really well right now. We had a now. wonderful lunch over at her folks' place. Uh, she treated me to a great Father's Day breakfast. That's awesome. Yeah. And a Father's Day cool. shirt. Father's Day shirt. Father's Day shirt. Yes. I, I'm enjoying it. It's so great. Are those all the images from that um, Vader and no, his little princess? No, it's, a, it's actually a completely different artist. It's a completely different thing. Could, you knew exactly where I was going yeah, with that, yeah, too, because yeah. it looks kind of looks like it. Well, that was so, the first thing when we found yeah. out that we were pregnant and when we found out we were having a girl. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, they, they made statues of, like, you know, uh, Vader and son and Vader's little princess. Yeah. And we totally need to get one of those for the nursery. And that was the first thing. Like, once we set up the nursery... The first thing that we set up was the Vader's little princess uh, statue. Oh, good. This has nothing to do with sports, no. It doesn't. No, no. I'm just I'm just catching up with you guys. I'm sorry. No, that's I, right. I, you know, <laughs> but see, Danny's... this is why this is why Asians shouldn't drive ships. No, that's, <laughs> no, that's great. Though. No, it's great. But could do yes. Congratulations to Danny. The ceremony was gorgeous on top of the old uh, post office in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, on the rooftop, people were putting little like congratulations signs in the windows on the surrounding buildings. It was kind of cool. I'm really glad the photographer was able to get that because after he took those shots, then those people promptly took those signs down. Yeah, <laughs> locked up later. <laughs> I, I was assume like, they did. Oh, they're gone. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. 
Uh, so yes, but we are here to talk sports because it is the most valuable podcast, abbreviated MVP, which of course is a sports term. Um, and we'll start with the uh, the stuff that you know we can just kind of bypass before we get into our good juicy wrestling stuff. But uh, you know, so the NBA finals finished up, right? That's right. Uh, and they did finish up, right? Yes, mostly. Well, some of them may have fallen on the ground They'd crying and stuff. <laughs> some of them flopping. Exactly, right? Uh, but no, the Cleveland Cavs, the Cleveland LeBrons? The LeBrons. The LeBrons uh, lost to the Golden State Warriors, and the MVP of the series, uh, which is for me what was controversial, was uh, was Andre Iguodala, who was a bench player, who came off the bench to start after the first three, uh, two games, and then the Warriors won every subsequent game. Yeah. Like, he didn't really play all that fantastic defense on LeBron. He didn't really score the most points. He wasn't Steph Curry because Steph Curry is a magic man. Uh Um, But it it was, I don't know. I don't agree with the choice necessarily, but obviously it's not mine. There's no no shortage of weird stuff coming out of the NBA. Yep. You know, uh, it, and it all seems like weirdly political. A lot of stuff going on, like tons of it, un, like b- behind the curtain, as Sarah said, uh, pull back the curtain. <laughs> and it feels like that if you were to pull back the curtain on like the in the Tower of Oz, that is the NBA. Yeah, there's stuff that would probably make our heads explode or yeah. someone would take us out to the middle of the desert and, 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 and put us in a ditch. Yeah. Walter White is for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Make us cook meth. <laughs> To, to keep the facade going, obviously. <laughs> that, that's right. That's what it was. Um, no, but because the other the other controversial thing, I guess, that came out of that was people were legitimately deciding whether they were going to award LeBron, who would have been on the losing team, the, the MVP. MVP. Which would make no sense. See, okay, so I don't understand that. If you're going to award a most valuable player, wouldn't it be to the guy that... You know, made made you win. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so one would assume. How 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 has one become a most valuable player on a team that lost? Because for me, the definition we have this at the end of every baseball season, right? Is the definition of an MVP is your team wouldn't be where they were without you there. You wouldn't well, have won without him. Then and the Cavs would not have won with or without LeBron. So mm-hmm. I I don't understand that thinking. Um, and the fact that Steph Curry, the Magic Man himself, did not get any MVP votes is weird as hell. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand the whole idea of giving an MVP to a losing team's player. I don't. Like, there's no way that you're valuable because you, you, you didn't win, no, son. No, you're, <laughs> you're, you're valuable. Un, in, unfortunately, you're valuable to the company yes. because of what you're bringing in corporate, you know, sponsorship-wise. Oh, sure. that, but that's not an that's, award. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not an award, and you shouldn't be awarded for that. You're being awarded for the sponsorships, for that money that you're getting, the endorsement money. Yeah. That's the award. Right. The MVP award, like you said, it shouldn't be a question. It shouldn't be a debate. No. It's, you've won the championship. Who made that difference? Oh, this person. Okay, here you go. Here's your here's your accolade. Here's your trophy. Here's your medal. You know, it, it's kind of like, it, it, it's kind of like the rebels blow up the Death Star and Darth Vader goes back to the Emperor and he's like, it's okay, you're the most valuable player. Yeah, and he's like, gives, yeah, and he you're gives, the one that gave this command. <laughs> right, Absolutely. and he gives Darth Vader a medal yeah. even though the Death Star blew up. Yeah. No, Darth Vader didn't get a medal for that. No. He died. But Chewbacca didn't get a medal either, which is a real tragedy. In the first one, he did. No. No. If you remember, they go down the the throne room. Luke gets a medal. Han gets a medal. No medal for Chewie. I thought they pinned one to him. (laughs) What? Ouch. Well... For not, I don't know. I'm going to go back and rewatch that. Yes, rewatch it. Chewie never gets a medal. What a shame. Why didn't he tear everybody's head off? (laughs) That's terrible. 
So that's not a, a hard, fast rule, right? I mean, with all sports, because I know in hockey, the, <coughs> uh, you see that a lot as well. With the end of the playoffs, it's just kind of understood that the MVP comes from the winning team. Oh, even yeah. though, like, the goalie on the opposing team may have been what kept them in the series the whole sure. time, or it may have been one goal, goal scorer, or like the defense, or something that like really kept them playing. But you still didn't win. So yeah. there's a lot of times that you're like, okay, the guy who won MVP on the winning team was not nearly the player as some of the other players on the losing team, mm-hmm. but you still just don't win. Like, exactly. you're not even considered for it because you didn't no, if you want to That's why they have awards like Defenseman of the Year. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you can do that, or Defenseman of the Series or something. And if you just give the MVP trophy to the guy on the losing team, I mean, you might as well just make it a participation trophy at yeah. that point yeah. and just be like, yeah, good job, kid. Here you go. Just, <laughs> just, just give everybody a ribbon and here's your pizza. Don't franchises have their own awards that they give out? Exactly. They sure do. They do. Mm-hmm. Player of the year. That's what it is. You're like, okay, I'll give it to LeBron because who's going to get it anyway? I mean, I, ESPN can come in and give their own awards too. The they do. They do. The ESPs. Right. And boy, what a wonderful award show that is. <laughs> I just, it's like, it's just a celebration of ass kissery. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> the worst award shows in sports. It's horrible. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so from there, then the other controversy, as far as well, it's not really MVPs. Uh, it is in the baseball world, though. So do you hear about um, all of those online votes? It's like 1.5 million votes, or something like that, or 150,000 votes that got disqualified from the online voting process. No. Um, well, of course. Okay. So the other, the big story there is that the Kansas City Royals, eight of nine of the starting positions in the in the AL All Stars, were all going to be Kansas City Royals. <laughs> what? Yeah, I didn't hear this. Yeah, because it's all fan voting now, right? Yeah. So really, the Royals marketing club did the best at having all of their fans voted all the way out. There you go. Good good job, Royals. Then. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, I'm not kidding at all. No. Well, okay, so the controversy then is that should the fans be the ones that are allowed to vote for All-Stars? Because it should be really based on skill sets, correct? I, I agree. For an All-Star look, game? Look, I see both sides of it. Okay. But if you're going to make it a fan-only vote... Then that, then, then you, you got to, what you deserve. You got what you deserve. I get that, okay. What okay. you need to do then is you need to learn from this. You need to just let it go as far as it goes for this season. Sure. You need to let it go. And now we learn from it. Okay, we need to allocate a point system yeah. for how many... All right, the, and then, and okay... This city, you know, this has this many, this much of a population, so this population gets this many. Now, the thing is, you're dealing with the World Wide Web, yeah. so how do we <clears throat> designate that? And that's the big problem, and why so many of these votes are being disqualified is because, I mean, look, at you can go to any online publication, and the author of any particular article is going to put his email address on there, mm-hmm. and that's how they track these. Yeah. So these guys are putting, like, Dejan Kovacevic up in Pittsburgh, they, they were putting his email address and voting for all Royals people. Wow. It's like, <laughs> all right, 35 votes for that guy. That's weird. He writes in Pittsburgh, but he's voting for all these Royals guys. All right, cool. We're going to let it slide. And then in the last week, they were like, oh. Every system's broken, though, Matt. It Every is. system's well, broken. Yeah. You've got guys who are, like, the media who are voting for the All-Stars, and they're sure. selling their votes. Yeah. They're going on public uh, social media, and they're saying, hey, guys, who should I vote for? That's not how you're supposed to do it. And it doesn't just happen in baseball. I mean, like, you touch just any of the All-Star games, it's really, really difficult yeah. to find a system that actually works. And and the fact that they vote, you know, a quarter of the way into the season mm-hmm. is kind of silly, too. And in the NBA, it's ridiculous. It's like three weeks after the season starts. Like, get your all-star votes in. The guy let's, hasn't let's even played. Ju- let's just say this. Let's just, let's just throw this out there right now. Kay. The NBA is a joke. 
Okay. As far as professional sports go, the NBA is a complete joke. Uh, and I and I it, it kind of breaks my heart to say that mm-hmm. because there are there are things that I love about the NBA. There's mm-hmm. you know there there's the Larry Brown Detroit Pistons. Sure, that team that should have never gone to the finals. That team that should have never won a championship, but they did. Like no all stars at all in that team. Yep. They were a bunch of just like nobodies who came together. They were the bad news bears of basketball <laughs> who came together and won a championship. And for that, like, I eat, Sarah knows. I, they, he coaches. Larry Brown now coaches the SMU, SMU. Mustangs. Mm-hmm. And so she brings me to games, and all I could do is watch Larry Brown on the sideline, like, uh, the, the entire game. How did you game. do what you did? I'm like, oh my god, I love you, Larry Brown. I just watch him the entire time. Uh, but I watch the NBA now, and I'm like, this is such a joke. This yeah. sport is such a joke. Like uh, these guys calling, like calling penalties. They have no idea what they're doing, uh, and 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 it's all just it's it's two steps away from the WWE is what NBA is. Yeah, and you know, it, it makes me it, it makes me want to just scream. It makes me want to pull my hair out and scream. So when it comes to things like this, with like you know now voting for the all stars, you know it's a popularity contest. No matter how you do it, it is. It's a popularity contest, and somebody in like in sports media has used that and they turn it into a popularity contest for themselves, mm-hmm. and they've mm-hmm. tainted the whole process of trying to put a legitimate talent in a position for an all-star game whether it be you know the the pro bowl or the 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 the, the baseball all-star game mm-hmm. or in the nhl all-star game yeah and now they've like we're gonna fix it now we're gonna let the fans vote on it and now that's and now being tainted because of yeah it's backfired so what would so you, what do you do? do what would you do that's a, like this is one of those things that i've thought about since i started remembering sports because Obviously, the system's been flawed for so, so many years. And if you're going to truly make it a stats-based or, you know, whoever's actually performing the best, then there has to be a flat guideline or something like that, you know? Like, they have to be hitting at least this, or they have to have this many at-bats. But, I mean, it just doesn't always happen that way. And part of the whole thing of, of leaving the vote completely and totally online was so that Major League Baseball could go in and make changes. You know, if players got injured, like Adrian Beltre, logically mm-hmm. should be an all-star. Unfortunately, jammed his thumb two weeks ago, and so hasn't played in two weeks. So he would be off of the list. So they can interchange those those numbers. Good idea. Yeah. You still left it in the hands of the fans. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know how you, how you fix that system unless you're going to have each team kind of select who they think is their best players, put them forward, and then have people vote off of that. But that's still it's still a popularity contest. Yeah. So that's why all could is. you not take let the fans keep the fans involved? Because as you know, as a sporting enterprise, you want to get your fans involved, and it's it makes a lot of sense to have the fans involved in picking who goes to the All Star Game. Because who's going to watch the All Star Game if no one from their team that they know is in the All Star Game? Mm-hmm. That's not good right. for baseball. No. So why not you know have take the numbers for each individual team like these six guys? Like mm-hmm. I don't care what position you play. Mm-hmm. These six guys, fans vote for these. You get two of them. Two guys from every team go to, you know, East, what is it, East and West? East and, yeah. ALNL. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then let the coaches that have been selected for each side then pick, pick off their of that. team. And the other guys, you know, they still get to, you know, hang out or whatever. You know, they're still considered all-stars because the fans voted them into sure. their area. Yeah. But whoever actually plays, the coaches get to say, okay, this guy's good, this guy's good, we need this guy on first base we need this guy catching you know sure. whatever and this all comes down to then the problem with the all-star game itself and the fact that it's not so much a 
contest to win something, even though it means something now, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, the yeah. winning team gets home field advantage in the World Series, which that's its own debate for another podcast. But the fact that it's more of a we-have-to-get-everybody-in <laughs> kind of mentality, that's that's also a problem because you've got all these people hanging out on the sides. Mm. It's like I've got to rotate these people in and out, in and out, uh, because the fan, like the marketing people want to see these certain players take the field. It's it's a really difficult thing, and you so know, it's not honor it, enough just to be selected. You would think, <laughs> you would think, and and for those guys that do get selected, like internally, yes, absolutely, complete honor. I'm an all star. That's outstanding. For the guys on Fox that are running the the television programming and the people that are selling the tickets to get in there, there are mm. people that are buying the tickets there to watch certain players. Well, play. you think about last season. People were buying tickets to see, to see Jeter. Jeter. People yeah. were buying tickets to see Jeter. You saw, and and I mean, say what you want, Jeter was getting thrown, you know, some meatballs. Oh yeah, so that way and the guy admitted some, it too. Yeah, so he would, so he would have some great like moments, some good sure. TV moments. Yeah, you know, so he could, you know, make that run. People got some great, you know, we bought, we paid our money, and, and you can tell, you could just kind of tell that that was all manufactured. And that's great. That I think that's it's good for for the fans. I think it's good for baseball. I think it's good for TV. There's nothing bad about that. But at the same time, you know, for these other guys that like, hey, I was selected for the All Star game, but I kind of had to take a back seat because you know Derek Jeter had to have his three moments. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's great and everything. But now and, now uh, where do you go? And again, it's 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 <laughs> it is a discussion that could span at least two to three hours. Yeah. <laughs> which I would love to go ahead and get into. I mean obviously we've got a whole bunch of other stuff to get to today, but it's like and and you know, we'll, as it gets closer to the All Star game we'll figure out like should it be played for anything? What's the mentality that needs to be in there? Uh, who should, who shouldn't be in there? Is the voting system flawed or whatnot? Um, but as it stands, a guy that just hit his 3,000th hit, he might not be in the All-Star game because of this voting system. Because which, he's a dick. Well, he's okay, a d- there's that. He doesn't that. deserve to be in the All-Star There's <laughs> that. But, I mean, if you take all of his, all of A-Rod's bad history side, you go by what he's doing just right now. what's going on in the game. Like, he'd be a great backup. Yeah. I, I hate it. I hate it. I know it. you do. But yes, yes. Because he's contributing, and yeah. he's being good, and he's kind of being the face of the Yankees. He's doing what <laughs> everybody thought he wasn't going to be able to do when he came back. Right. Nobody thought he was going to produce, and and he, he is. He's doing what everybody wanted him to do minus the steroids. Right. <laughs> like, he's being the player. Everyone was like, oh, Alex is so great. So, oh, wait, he juiced. He's being that guy that if we never had any of this controversy with him yeah he that, that's he, the player he'd be doing he'd be be he's doing the stuff that he should have been doing anyway without, without having to juice yes <laughs> and it's that frustrates me even more oh yeah because you know at the end of the season he's gonna be like huh you know i look back at this season and i realize man maybe i didn't really have to do all that stuff for 10 years uh-huh. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know i so the i mean obviously it was great it was a great moment in yankee stadium for him to have his 3,000th hit there. Yeah. Um, he did get cheered, mm-hmm. which, I mean... It, which was surprising. It, it was surprising. You think that was surprising it, to you? Well, it was surprising how much he got cheered. Okay. You know, okay. I, I I was like, wow, the, the needle's a little bit more than halfway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's surprising to me. You think it's because he's contributed? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I do. I, I think that, you know, he's definitely, um, he's definitely contributed, and he's been a lot more positive. Yeah. As far as like media wise, he's been a lot more positive than he's been 
you know, kind of pulling that that like the face of the Yankees down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still, I you know, I'm I'm never gonna come around on on a Rod. No, I don't like him. No. I I do not. I never will. Uh, he could fucking he could he could fall down dying screaming Yankee blue, uh-huh. and I'll still be like. Fuck off, A Rod. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I curse on this podcast, and I shouldn't. That's okay. But but uh, this is a strong subject. I'll never. <laughs> I will never turn around on my stance on Alex Rodriguez. Sure. And uh, but I do think that he's been a, he's been surprisingly positive for the Yankees and as a Yankee. And I think that's why people have ultimately turned around on him. Uh, I think that's why they're cheering him for this for this accomplishment and the fact that he is achieving it, quote unquote, clean. Yeah, and I mean he. Honest to God, A-Rod has been one of the few bright spots on this Yankee club. Mm-hmm. He has. There's, yeah. He's been one of the reasons to cheer. Yeah. And whether people like it or not, I, I think that's playing a huge part in how he's being received up there right now. And, you know, I mean, it, it didn't cause quite the amount of uh, of media attention, I think, that I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everyone had their, you know, it was, it was like 24 hours of, hey, A-Rod got his... 3,000th hit. That's awesome. Wow, A-Rod and... I don't think you mentioned either. 3,000th hit. It was a, a home homer. run. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there weren't that many comparisons to Jeter with it. Nobody nobody made that. The, the comparisons us, were made you know, like, yeah, for us. Yeah. You know, the people who remembered, the people who knew. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, after that 24 hours of, you know, yesterday A-Rod got a 3,000th hit, I, it, that was it. I was, was like, so all right, s- Yankees go. Next day. I was it's so like, upset. I was so upset that it was a homer. I know. I was so oh. pissed. I figured, like, Jeter's sitting at home. Son of a bitch! Did you Why? see that meme when <laughs> when uh, when A Rod he was still serving his suspension, and there was this meme that came out, and it was uh, Alex. When are you uh, when are you fixing to come back? 2015, and then right next to it is the <laughs> yes, picture of Jeter. Jeter. Says, well, "Looks like I'm retiring in 2014." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I think you posted it, and then yeah. I forwarded it to my father. It's one of it's one of the greatest. You know, panels that I've <laughs> yes. seen. It's outstanding because yeah. you know Jeter's sitting at home watching that going. Damn it all. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. My father is the biggest A-Rod apologist. I think we've talked about this yep. on the past podcast. Yep. Yeah, he apologizes yep. for A-Rod. He likes A-Rod. And that's one of that's a sore subject. That's something that I think he and I will never see eye to eye on. No. Uh, but yeah, no. Congratulations, A-Rod. And uh, And I hope and I hope you die. Choke, <laughs> choke on it and die, sir. I hate the fact that you're back in a Yankee uniform. I hate it. Oh man, you know what's gonna be a really fun podcast to have with Joe? Um, should A-Rod's number be retired? Oh. <laughs> so we'll move on to another controversy. So um, the last thing before we head into the wrestling talk, uh, yesterday Max Scherzer almost had a perfect game. He he had 26 outs, and then he had a pinch hitter up for the final out, Jose Tabata. Uh, he had <laughs> There were two strikes, uh-huh. two strikes. He's fouled off like six straight pitches, but he's still got two strikes. Max throws a curveball that doesn't quite curve. And if you slow it down, it looks like Jose just kind of dips his shoulder just a little bit, and the curveball hits him in the elbow guard. <laughs> and that's how Max Scherzer loses the perfect the game. perfect game. And everybody in the ballpark just goes, what a dick! Because <laughs> it does kind of just look like he just kind of like, hey, here comes a ball. He just dips his elbow and gets hit by the pitch. So everyone's controversy is, if you're up there and you're supposed to be the 27th out and you see the ball coming at you, do you make an attempt to get out of the way, give him another chance, or do you take it? I don't know, uh, man. I don't know. It's a t- tough decision because your like, job. I feel like I owe it score, to my team to take the hit. Score six to nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're the last out. 
you have quite literally not a big chance of of doing anything. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I think about it, I, I, you got to think about it like this. <clears throat> it's not over till it's over, right? The, the good old Rocky Balboa it yeah. ain't over till it's over. Sure. So who's to say? Who's to say that I don't take the hit and then get up on base and then like the next person behind me, you know, is able to kind of you know get keep the rally they, going, keep and all the that. rally sure. going, and who knows, you know, maybe before you know it. We're on the board, and and we've got a few runs, and bam, it turns around. Anything can happen. You know this. Yeah. The game of baseball turns around really quick. Hell, so, the Yankees know that. I mean, yes. you freaking Tampa Bay Rays of 2011. Mm-hmm. That whole, uh It'll turn around fast, man. Pretty much. So, no, I'll take, I take the hit. Take the hit? I take the hit. Don't try to get out of the yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a dick move, yeah. but you've, you've got to think about your own livelihood. you got to think about yourself. You know, I, I, good for you if you get that perfect game, if you earn that perfect game. Yeah. Good for you, but... It's not my job to help you get that accolade unless it's the all-star game and, <laughs> and someone tells me to throw you a meatball for Derek Jeter. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, but if it's, you know, if it's, it's not my job to help you get that perfect game. I'm right. Sorry. Your job is to get on base. Yeah. A lot of people were liking it, likening it to like dropping down a cheap ass bunt mm-hmm. kind of on it where it's just like nobody's prepared for it. And it's kind of like a cheap, easy way to get a hit. Yeah. But a lot of it's the same time. It's like your job's to get on base. Jobs man. to get on base. <laughs> and yeah. That's the whole name of the game. Right. So, but uh, anyway, Tavita came up to play today, and I uh, there were several beat writers that were just like, I don't think I've heard Nationals Park quite boo this loudly for like anybody. <laughs> um, so that dude, <laughs> a lot of people going like, Hey, has the FBI gotten to surround Tavita yet to to make sure he doesn't get killed by these people? Right. So. I don't know. It's it's one of those discussions, you know, where people are like, uh, it's, it's not you know, like should he you tossed or? his bat at the guy, you know. Right. It's, it's he, which we've seen before. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's. I think that I think going in, you know, leaning in for the hit, that's part of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine. I I don't know. I think it's fine. What do you think, babe? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Get, I can get on board with that. You get on board with at, it at that time of the game when it's when you're when you're right there at the last out. I think I'm probably like, you know what, this one's over. This is. You know, it's like in tennis. You know, do you really do you really go that hard when you're down <laughs> that far? Yeah. Maybe you just accept. We'll come back tomorrow and we'll play harder. We'll yeah. play better. White yeah. flags and all that good like, stuff. Right. See, right. Yeah. Let's just call this a day. And, and I think that's what some people were saying that they wanted him to do was just be like, dude, just give him the damn perfect game for crying out loud. <laughs> right. See, do you, I guess I guess I fall under that. Okay. Do I want to be one? Do I want to be that guy? That like either he, way, you're a he, trivia question, got, right? Yeah, exactly. Either way, who did? Do I want to be that guy that gave him the perfect game, or do I want to be that guy that like that was the the guy that that was the that got away, the that, one that got the away, the one that got away? <laughs> um, I don't know. I I, I want to be the dude that did his job. Yeah, that tried. At That's least the thing. Tried. Because you know, if you go back base. to if you go back to Pittsburgh, right, mm-hmm. and you're the guy that just kind of bailed to let him have that perfect game. I mean, the reception there at your home park would probably be a lot worse. I yeah. Think. I kind of feel like I feel like that's that's almost uh, in a roundabout way. Uh, it's tangentially re- related to uh, to to you know Jose Canseco having a ball bounce off his head and going over the wall. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of in a in a way in a weird way related. Like I don't want to be that guy that you know. I want to do my best. To, and if that means if I got to get hit by the ball to do my job to get on base, then that <laughs> then that's what I do. That. Yeah, cool. Hey, there's there, both sides of the argument are completely 
completely valid, mm-hmm. obviously. There's two ways to look at it, and, of course, the only person that knows what he was really doing up there is him himself because he can say whatever he wants to in front of the media, but really he might just be like, Haha, I'm going to be a dick. I'm going <laughs> right. to get hit by this ball. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Heel turn, um, <laughs> which is great. Actually, Wrestling. no, it was an elbow turn. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> going to slap you. Uh, so we talk about these wrestling terminologies, which is great because we're going to talk about money in the bank and the... <laughs> Joe. <laughs> huh? What? Okay. We're going to talk about the wonderful <laughs> event that was Money in the Bank, the the yearly event that is that is so special that um all these all these have, events are so special. Yeah. They're, they're very special. Once in a lifetime moment that uh we had to have Sheamus win it. <laughs> I, I And hate, not somebody I, like why? Dolph Ziggler, not somebody like Neville, not even, Not even Randy even, Orton. Even Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns would have been a great like, choice. I can't believe that I'm I'm sitting here thinking Roman Reigns would have made sense to, to have won this Money in the Bank case. Yeah. <laughs> and instead, we get... The guy who's going to be gone for the next three months. Because he's filming the Turtles movie. Yeah. So let's give him the briefcase that... You know, is completely unpredictable, except we know he's not going to cash it in in the next three months. Right. He doesn't belong in the World Heavyweight Championship uh, picture anyway. He was fine to be in the match, right? Yeah, sure. We're he, okay with him he being He added in the match. something. He added Sad. a little bit of that bright red flare, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you always knew where he was. Like, holy. Sure. <laughs> he was much better in this match than he mm. was in the Elimination Chamber match. Of course, mm. yeah. And, you know, screaming and yelling like, why aren't you letting me out of my cage? Oh, yeah, I outsmarted myself. <laughs> Um, that was such a bad match. It was terrible. <laughs> um, but no, instead, now we're launching a Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns program based entirely off of a commercial that I didn't see until after they brought it up on Raw. Yeah. So when Bray Wyatt, and I'm jumping forward a little bit, when yeah. Bray Wyatt brings out that picture of Roman Reigns and his daughter doing the teapot thing, I'm like, All right, that's creepy as shit. I get that. That's you, man. You're doing your creepy <laughs> thing. I'm cool with that. Where the hell did that come from? And then, and then when I'm watching SmackDown, because that commercial didn't air on the 90-minute Hulu version. Uh-huh. It aired during SmackDown. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> In fact, I think they like started the show with that commercial. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Uh-huh. He's there with his daughter doing a commercial. It's a touching moment, and that's why Bray Wyatt's being a creepo about it. Okay, because before that, it was just like, I really hope that's his daughter, because otherwise now Roman Reigns looks like the creeper just playing with his little kid over <laughs> yeah. here with a teapot. I, yeah. Um, they, they they started that commercial. They were showing that commercial like two, almost two and a half years ago. The, the Roman Reigns one? The Roman Reigns one, yeah. The the Be a, be a Good Daddy commercial. Yeah. That's what? Two, that's almost two and a half years old. What? No, he wasn't a face then. They would never have agreed to. No, that, that, that commercial is almost two years old. Wow, I've, I've been living under a rock. Mm. Well. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I look like a real idiot with that. But regardless, the point stands. It's a dumb program, and Roman Reigns should have won the stupid money in the bank, and then Bray Wyatt should have gone out and, and beaten the crap out of him. Yeah. Talk about height, raising the stakes, right? Theater kids, raise the stakes. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> And now all that's on the line is the little girl. Is nothing. The little Yeah, what are we doing? Are, do, are we doing Undertaker kidnapping Stephanie McMahon again? Oh, like from are the Are we 90s? doing CM Punk and Rey Mysterio's daughter? Yeah. You know, the whole happy birthday thing, which is creepy as hell too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, no. Now now 
they, just, they had they had some golden opportunities storytelling wise, and they completely botched it because of this whole we're doing two pay per views a month thing. They're not taking the time as if they were doing it before anyway. Right. But they they're doing now with these two pay per views a month. They're not developing stories, and this is why I watched. And we we covered this when I first started coming on and talking wrestling with yeah. you guys. That the reason I watch and what I enjoy about it, I enjoy the athleticism. I like what they do. Sure. I don't sit here and think, oh man, they're really fighting. They hate each other. They're yeah. really fighting each other. No, I like the stories that develop. Yeah. I think this is fun. It's fun. It's fun theater. Um, exactly. And, and I think I've kind of gotten Sarah like involved in it too. And, and which is why like, she's here. <laughs> she's going to talk about why she hates Seamus's Money in the Bank. <laughs> and the, and the, and the thing is, they're not now with two with two pay per views a month. They're not developing anything. By the time Kevin Owens fought John Cena for the first time, before the match was even officially over. Bam, they were showing a graphic. Right. Cena Owens 2 coming up in two weeks at, at Money in the Bank. Yeah. What? You haven't even developed anything. You haven't... Why? Why are they fighting again? This is really stupid. Or, or when Elimination Chamber was over, all those guys, like... they're Rusev, all gonna Cena, be, all that good yeah, stuff. They're yeah, they're all going to be fighting for the Money in the Bank case. Why? They all lost. Yeah. This is ridiculous. And Danny and I talked about this last week. So, while Danny and I last week talked about all these cool little storylines they could have explored that, you know... The, the Money in the Bank case match. You've got all these things going on. What would have been cool is if, like, you know, Roman Reigns won the case. And then we fast forward to the, the, the uh, main event. You got uh, you got Rollins and you've got Ambrose and they're fighting they're going at it and finally you know the time comes and it seems like maybe Ambrose has the upper hand but then Rollins kind of turns it around and then here comes Reigns he's got the yeah. money in the bank case and he goes to cash it in and he turns on Ambrose yes pins Ambrose would have been great and then maybe Andre the Giant style how he handed the championship over to Ted DiBiase sure. hands it over to Rollins and then kind of you know they initiate the shield 2.0 right whoa what a you know bam this is a cool storyline this is now the fans are involved they've built up that whole Ambrose and Reigns like he's my best friend which is still annoying yeah well, it's still oh. and it's like what we've talked about how you're you're told in wrestling to play to the the, the back of the room yeah. and that's the 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 in, the intellectual Equivalent of playing to the back of a room yep. by com always repeating, he's my best friend. We would do anything for each other. You're making sure everybody is catching Everyone that. knows that. Exactly. So that way, when the turn comes, it's it's even more huge. Exactly. But now... But giving it to Seamus is building nothing. Like well, it's not even just giving nothing. it to Seamus. It's, it's now just the fact that you've completely split uh, reigns away from this, and even on the in the tag match that uh, followed up on on SmackDown, mm -hmm. it was Reigns and Ambrose versus Kane and and Sheamus, and Bray Wyatt just serving as a run in. Yeah, and it's like, <clears throat> so you know, you like the storylines being advanced and all that good stuff. For me, it's that the payoff is just coming too soon. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I I maybe that's saying about the same thing, but it's just the fact that these they're coming off rapid fire yeah you know yeah and and it, it just seems like things are happening too quick i think we're saying we are you know? i think we're kind of saying the same thing but in different different yeah. respects yeah um st the show uh money in the bank in general just speaking about money in the bank sure, in general, sure, sure, sure. i thought the money in the bank match was the best match of the night i thought Better it was in the main uh, uh yeah. yeah i thought it was yes holy well, <laughs> do that, tell because I, you know, I like the ending of the match. I was okay with that whole falling, and then it's just a tech. It's kind of a technicality where it was that, uh, uh, what's his name? Rollins. Rollins is the one that like, oops, it landed in my lap, so I win. Like I, that was I'm okay with that. I like the ending. 
But was, you guys had a problem with the match? It was the 40 minutes. Everything uh, took so long. And it was that they kept they kept going on and on about, oh, Dean Ambrose's leg, oh, his leg, his yeah. leg. He's never going to get up. And he took so long to get up. Everything took so long. They weren't actually wrestling. Someone would climb a ladder, pulls him down. The other guy climbs a ladder, pulls him down. Sure. Then they both fall down, and they kind of like flail around like fish for a while. Which and is always the problem in those matches. Somebody, you know, it was so much more interesting with Money in the Bank, which also has a ladder, because yeah. that's fun, because that, like, there are people everywhere, and like, sure. Randy Orton, what was it? He was he RKO'd uh, Neville, Neville. Neville which from was, like awesome. the top of the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. Like, yeah, do something amazing with this ladder, or like fight around the ladder, but don't just fall off and then pick up part of the ladder and whack Dean Ambrose in the leg with it, and then you both fall off the ring all together and you know roll around for a while. And oh my gosh, we're so tired. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. I didn't. I was like, somebody just climb the freaking ladder. Just climb. I don't care who wins. Just climb the ladder. Get this over with. It surprised me because Ambrose Rollins was uh, at Hell in a Cell was my match of the year last year. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the best match of the year. Fantastic. And so when they announced like Ambrose Rollins ladder match for for uh, Money in the Bank, I was all about this. I thought this was going to be great. It bored me to tears. Yeah. I was so bored with this match. Uh, I, I couldn't wait for it to just be done. That I didn't feel like they hit that many dynamic spots with it. And the story they were telling with it, I thought was... It, it was really, it was really repetitive. And yeah. I felt like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> I get it. I get it, guys. You're not... I, I You guys are not really on top of your game with this mm-hmm. one. What What's going on here? I, it I, seemed I, like the chemistry was a little bit off. Yeah. Like this, the storytelling of the whole thing... Did not seem like it was more of a grudge match. It just kind of seemed like it was. These are two dudes fighting for the championship. It wasn't like a big story. It wasn't fleshed out. No, it wasn't a story that was fleshed out no. over the course of the match. I get that. It's indicative of not having enough time yep. to flesh out the story leading up to the match. Although, given the history with these two, you could argue that this story is kind of well. That's the thing. This story between Rollins and Ambrose has been fleshed out for like the last two years, mm-hmm. but. This match was not; mm-hmm. it wasn't up to par. No, it just did. It, it didn't have that. That's, so, be- that's a better way of putting it. That really is a better way of putting it. It reminds me of when Triple H and Orton had that grudge match at Mania. Uh-huh. You know, this was after uh, Triple H. Oh, I can't. Remember. Triple H was the face. This was after Orton had stalked Triple H in his home. Triple H had done the same back to him, like that whole thing where Orton had to be in his house because it was deemed too dangerous for because Triple H was in the arena, and oh, then Triple like H showed 28, up. Twenty eight, like WrestleMania twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like five years ago or something like yeah. that. Um, where yeah, Triple H ends up going to Randy Orton's home, like terrorizing his fake wife, uh, <laughs> just throwing him around the yard, and then of course this is also where Orton DDT Stephanie and kisses Stephanie while Triple H is chained up in the turnbuckles. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then the match that they had, like, it should have been guns a-blazing. Like, Triple H, screw the entrance, I'm making a beeline straight for this guy. But instead, it was like, lock up, headlock takeover, yeah. rest hold. You're like, There should have been yeah, some emotion. There you're been angry, you're it. real angry about this. And that's kind of how I feel about this match. Uh-huh. It's just kind of like, um, so for two years, you've been plotting your revenge on, on Rollins, and you're so angry at him for what he did to you, stabbing you in the back, um, being a little baby, and... 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it felt like there was nothing behind it. Yeah. Um, it felt tired, yeah, right? Yeah. Right from the start. It's, it felt like they didn't build up to something and then were so exhausted with just the weight of everything they'd been doing throughout mm-hmm. this long ass match that then they were finally flailing around on the ground. It felt like they got about two minutes into it and both were just spent. I'm glad yeah. you said that. I'm glad you said the word tired because I feel like that's the entire roster is like, mm-hmm. they're just exhausted. It sure. felt like everyone is exhausted. Kevin Owens and, and John Cena felt the same way to, and, and to me. And people are calling that like a match of the year candidate. And that match seemed really slow, yeah. really sloppy. Like there were some spots where like Kevin Owens is like doing that. Like that's a punch. He threw a punch and, and that's a horrible example for a podcast. But like he kind of did that and like Cena like ducked it and and people are like oh, it kind of that was that was a match that kept me on the edge of my seat. I'm like, I strongly disagree. I I did not like that match at all. I think I think the thing that kept people on the edge of their seat was that they truly didn't know whether Cena was going to drop it to to Owens or not. I think mm-hmm. that's what it was. People were waiting for that big blow, and that's kind of what kept the anticipation, the in, the the intensity on that edge. With the main event with Ambrose and Rollins, I think every it was kind of obvious. Like you just, there was you no was way Ambrose end. was legitimately walking away from it. So it was that whole final destination thing where you're like, I know this is gonna happen, and I kind of want to stick around to see how it's gonna end. But it, I mean, at the end, the dude dies. That's mm-hmm. just that's how it goes. And yeah. that, but with. With Owens and Cena, the drama was still there of the, I don't actually know who's going to win this because it is entirely conceivable that Kevin Owens could have won that match against Cena. Yeah. Entirely conceivable, which is why people were like, okay, what happens next? What happens next? That's what you kept you into it. Yeah. There wasn't any of that with the main. With mm-hmm. Owens and Cena, I that one I felt like was just a letdown from their previous match. I felt yeah. like they hit such a high note with that first one. Yeah. They blew I it wanted it more. Like uh-huh. I expected it to go up and it Two felt like break. it went... It yeah. went down with the with the main event. I kept waiting for someone to interfere, like some Kane to come out or Roman Reigns. Somebody. It felt like they were stalling, stalling for time yeah. for yeah. something to happen to come infuse some energy back in this match. Sure, and it never came. Fuse some yeah. energy and to fo- forward some kind of a some kind of a story. Yeah. Raise the you know? stakes a little bit. Like, exactly. give me something to Well, and to again, watch. We, we lose that because Sheamus won the stupid money in the bank thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? So, um, but I feel like the whole Owens and Cena thing, those matches should have been switched. The outcome should have stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Right? Owens winning the first one, Cena winning the second one. But the mm-hmm. matches themselves... And the spots that they pulled out of their hats to, you know, the things that kept people on the edge of the seats, they could have switched those. Yeah. And been, mm-hmm. which is kind of backwards booking, but is also the problem when you have two weeks in between your huge matches. <laughs> I think Cena needs to stop doing that stunner. Oh, yeah. That, no, because that, that looks horrible. It looks terrible. Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And Owens, <laughs> Owens totally failed at selling it. This this past week. Well, it's one of those where like he sees it coming, and you can kind of see it in Owen's face, going like, "I have to fucking sell this to it." Bam! All right, damn it. Okay. He, did, he didn't even go down. <laughs> no, he, he didn't. He, he just didn't popped right down. up. But the the whole premise of that move is that it just it's a stunner, <laughs> so it stuns them. I feel like anybody. <laughs> I think I feel like everybody Cena does that to though gets confused as to what direction <laughs> they're supposed to go. Yeah, and what shoulder he's gonna do it on? Yeah. Like how he's supposed to catch it? Am it, I? You're 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 falling down. 
but you're coming backwards. Am I supposed to go back or am I supposed to fall forward? It looks kind of like a mistake. Like, yeah. are you trying to throw a back elbow and you just kind of missed and you fell on your ass, so I'm just going to go with it and, wow, that looks like a springboard stutter. <laughs> yes. Let's call it that. All right, cool. <laughs> they need to, he needs to stop doing that move. It's kind of like when Jake the Snake invented the DDT. I'm supposed to suplex you. I'm too drunk. Fall on your <laughs> so head. I'm and I'm just going to fall back. <laughs> that move is amazing. It Pin finishes. him. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when a little kid like leeches onto your leg and you're like, oh, is this supposed to, am, <laughs> is this, is this supposed to hurt? Am I supposed, oh, I guess I should, I should let Ow. you win on this. You're, Ow. you're a kid. Okay. Oh, and now I'm just dragging Oh no, you got me you good. Got me. Yeah. You win. Uh, <laughs> Which is about how it looks like every time he takes, everybody, every time somebody takes that move. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, I guess. So, eh. so ha- have they announced, um, a, a Cena Owens three? Is that coming up for, uh. For what is it, battlegrounds? No. Okay. Not yet. All right. I feel because like there's going to be a rubber match. Oh, there's got. <laughs> there's got to be a rubber match. But now. maybe they're going to wait on that until well, because until SummerSlam. Well, because Owens hit the power bump on the apron thing. So yeah. the really interesting part of the match happened after the match. Yeah. <laughs> Where Cena raised Kevin Owens' hand and goes, "Whenever you're ready." <laughs> well done. Did when you guys see that? Yes. You guys saw that, right? And you yes. heard it because you watch it again. Cena speaks so loudly, so so loud, and he thought he thought that the crowd reaction was so much louder than it actually was. He goes down, picks Kevin Owens' hands up, and goes, "Whenever you're ready." <laughs> and so Owens is like, "Well, shit. Okay, kick." <laughs> goes to it, and so yeah. So now we've got this injury angle playing with John Cena, where um, unlike Sami Zayn and Neville and and he did it to somebody else in NXT where he, storyline, broke their back. Mm-hmm. Cena's diagnosis was he's got some bruising <laughs> and some muscle spasms, which is why he's not on Raw. I, okay. <laughs> so but he's, he's bruised? But he's, but he's never give up. <laughs> his, his words are never give up, he's, but he's bruised. He's bruised. Meanwhile, Dolph Ziggler has staples in his head. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sheamus has a giant black eye. Hell, Ryback's fighting with pink eye for crying out loud, yeah, right? That Not this last safe. time, but I mean, a couple times ago. Yes. And you're right. That's disgusting. But he's there. <laughs> anyway, you, you guys see my point? Or it's just like, okay, so now we've got this injury angle that's supposed to be the big injury angle that keep him out maybe until SummerSlam. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. But they told us he's got some bruising. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I uh, all right. <laughs> I have I have no clue. I have no clue what's going to happen with right. that. I think that's a uh I think good for Cena. Yeah. For for kind of, you know, introducing Kevin Owens yeah, to yeah, the yeah. WWE audience. I think now it's time to let Kevin Owens loose on somebody else. Yeah. And for John Cena to now drop that uh US title to somebody uh somebody. because it's time for him to let that go. To he needs somebody. to drop that belt to someone. This whole thing just reeks of frozen. Let it go. Let it go. No, you're right. <laughs> Let it go. Uh, what did we have? We also had the Divas title match with... Uh, God, freaking twin magic where we saw Brie Bella take Kleenex out of her boobs. And I'll tell you, I will tell you this, that was not enough Kleenex. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> they announced... Okay, oh, my, my problem... My, yes, my, this whole... Yeah. My problem with this is you've, you, you, you finished a match, you counted one, two, three, yep. and you named Paige the winner of this match. Yes. And then, like you see, like oh no, it's it's it, it, it's it's Bree. It's not Nikki. It's Bree. And then Nikki comes out of nowhere, and then pins. You still Paige, count the one. Two, and three. then you still count the one, two, three. You can't do that. Like that's no. not how even it works. the announcers were like, 
there should have been a disqualification there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because Brie went to pin Paige first, which is an act of aggression act of on aggression. a person, uh-huh. which should have warranted the disqualification. <laughs> and all of them were like, no, that... That should have been a DQ. Exactly. What, uh... And that's something, if you ever listen to the Editing Bake podcast, Joel and I always talk about, like, when you create a science for a movie, <laughs> when, like, in a story, if you create a science, you need to stick to your own science, or else no one's going to go with you on this journey. And that's kind of where I was going with that match, where I'm like, you guys, please, you need to stick with it. When you say, and that's where I come down to that whole, like, whenever they, I see that, I see the, the tag on, like, give Divas a chance on Twitter. They're not talking about give us longer matches no it's although they were in the crowd the live crowd was into that match they were into that match yeah but it's ridiculous stuff like this that's why people aren't taking the divas division seriously because nobody's taking care of like okay how are we actually seriously handling what's going on with these athletes that no one's taking that seriously so okay we say that i get that and i get that the ending is the ending of that match did absolutely nothing to help that. But kind of subconsciously, that's almost working in the favor of doing that. Because, you know, Paige goes on the next and says, you know, the Bellas are completely bullying the division. And it kind of shows that the Bellas have been getting away with, like, everything, mm-hmm. right? Even even being able to go ahead and continue the stupid match, which they shouldn't have been able to continue because it was a DQ. But it's just the fact that the Bellas are running roughshod over this. Yeah. And Paige has nobody in her corner. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, okay, oh, Somebody brought up Stephanie McMahon's name, so we're all going to go away from Paige. And that now clears the 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 uh, a roster space for the pending call-up of Charlotte, which is why which I is got her fantasy. Because yeah. <laughs> I read Charlotte's call-up to the main roster is coming soon. I, like, read, I read that Click. same thing. I read that same thing, and yeah. I was like, that's good. That's I have nobody I want to get rid of right now on, well, my, on my fantasy team, so I'm like, yeah, same. damn. But... You know, I, I, I almost feel like these ridiculous endings where the Bellas continue to end up on top even though they shouldn't. And look it, even if there was a disqualification, she would have still had the Divas Championship. But you continue to have these kind of like rules set aside for just the Bellas. And now you've, you've kind of planted this seed like we need to have somebody interject some fresh life into this. You need to do something fast. Yeah. Because I feel like you, you're, losing, you're losing ground from an entertainment standpoint. Mm-hmm. I'm not entertained. I'm having a hard time. It puts me in a bad mood when I watch Divas matches. Yeah. And I feel like um, I feel like it puts Sarah in a bad mood. And not just because, like, from a woman's standpoint. But I'm saying, like, you know, Sarah and I can sit there and when we're watching wrestling, we can joke and, you know, just talk crap about, like, whoever wrestler is on the screen and be like, oh, my God, they're so stupid. Look at this dumb thing they did. But, like, when a Divas match is on, especially when a Bella's match is on, like, she and I both, like, sour on yeah. whatever's on TV. We're like... That is so dumb and like go off into another room and do something else. We just don't care. And I feel like we cannot be the only two people who are like that. And that's why I say like you've got to turn that around. You can't slow roll something like this. And if we were wanting to give creative any more credit, we could say it's on purpose. To the point where they just keep force feeding, which is, you know, obviously something that they do with every other talent. Well, somebody like John Cena, force-feeding him down your throats until the moment that something happens and changes, i.e. like a Kevin Owens with John Cena. Um, this would be Charlotte for the Divas. Uh, when something like that happens, everyone is like, oh, thank God, and now we can pay attention more to it. But I don't think they're that smart no. that they've been doing this on purpose. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So 
I mean, I yes, something needs to happen soon. The next round of NXT tapings happens like next week, I think. So maybe Charlotte wrestles one, two matches, one, two weeks worth of matches, and then ends up getting called up to the roster. That would be good. I don't know. Yeah, I'd I love to see something. I think the most interesting that the Bellas got because I I can't stand the Bellas. The the divas in general, sure. I just find just intolerable. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, they're a lot just, of them with such fake personalities and just so fake and over it, the top. It really feels like some dirty old man was like, "What do the people want to see? They want to see <laughs> guy's <laughs> name is Vince, Vince McMahon. McMahon. <laughs> Women in bikinis rolling around in mud. Let's take away the mud and just put them in bikinis. I mean, it's it's one thing." Just their their outfit. Everything about the divas is just so laughably fake. It it just offends me as a human with eyes. You haven't introduced her to the Attitude Era divas, have you? Not yet. Where they're actually where they actually do mud, mud wrestles wrestle. and oh my jello gosh. and pudding. And actual like nudity. Yeah. When that stuff happened. Oh at, nice. And HLA. Uh, yeah. See, now it'd be yeah. interesting for me if the Bellas, the most interesting the Bellas ever were, was last. Last year, sometime when I guess Nikki turned on Brie, was that yeah. that was was it Nikki turned oh, on Brie? It yeah. doesn't matter. One of them turned on the other. You know, the t- twins. Yeah. I just they, I can't stand them anyway because they just I just want to smack them. It doesn't help that one of them is dating John Cena. And so no. let's go ahead and make that the bad one, and sure. we can leave Brie as the you know Good one. squeaky clean one, the one that dates Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But if what they were doing right now was trying to build, if they were actively like making these two like entitled little princesses that were walking around. I don't think they're doing that. They still strut out and do their little, you know, ass shake the same that they've always done. But they're not intensifying that to such a degree yeah. that we, the viewing audience, are going, okay, these little these little girls are really getting full of themselves. Because mm-hmm. if Paige is out there saying the Bells get away with everything, there needs to be a reason for her to say that. Yeah. The Bellas need to yeah. actually be increasing their entitled like bullshit yeah which i could get on board with because then you knock them down make them evil make them part of whatever and, and stick with it for more than three weeks because the, oh yeah the other God. big problem was the fact that two weeks ago the bells were faces they were they were the faces mm. against naomi and tamina and that they, and they, that killed everything killed yeah. absolutely everything yeah. for me so we talk about the little things Right, with the whole Divas division thing. And one of the worst things, one of the, and I brought this up before, one of the things I hate the most about Divas, doesn't matter who they're coming out with, doesn't matter whose music they're coming out to, they do their entrance the exact same every single time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every yep. single time. Yep. And it's really weird to watch the Bellas do their ass shaking or to watch Alicia Fox do her, you know, dance thing to somebody else's music. <laughs> it's like, act like you know you're not really... <laughs> Because you look so out of place and so, so bad. Like, you look at Batista when he did his heel run. You know, he came back and he did the whole machine gun thing with the fireworks and it was awesome. And then the crowd turned on him. He started to be a heel and he cut that out. Yeah. He stopped doing that shit. Uh Uh-huh. So it's just just like that's the little things where it's like, oh, something is markedly different about you. Yes. And that's Mm -hmm. that's what I feel like you're saying is like, do something different to make me hate you. Uh (laughs) Right. Because now it's just ennui. Mm Mm-hmm. Now you're just filler in the middle of the pay-per-view. Like, oh, okay, we got to go, go through. Yeah. They're, they're one step b- below Big Show. Because <laughs> that happened He's at Money there. in the Bank. There was a Big Show and Miz and – or no, Big Show and, and uh, Ryback. Yeah, and, and then there was a disqualification. Because Miz jumped in. Yeah. that That's 
whatever. That's neither here nor there. Honestly, uh-huh. there's nothing to be excited about for that. I Prime totally time forgotten players. that was there. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah that, that totally happened. That it happened. Happens That's a lot right. with Big Show and Miz, honestly. <laughs> Baby, welcome to wrestling. Yeah. Big Show is the bathroom break of every pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> Which, what does that say when the Divas used to be the bathroom break and now <laughs> yes. it's a Big Show match? It's a Big Show match. Oy vey. Uh, so Prime time players are now the tag champs. That's right. Um, again, still neither here nor there. I'm kind of excited. I'm excited about the tag team uh, picture. I wish Kid was wasn't injured. Yeah, because I like kind of force the issue, obviously. But um, real quick on that, did you see the promo before the match happened? Which one? Oh, the primetime players one. Where it was like, we are going to have a coming out party, and Darren Young I goes, that was good. "Yeah, yeah, coming out party." He's like, "No, no, 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 no you no, already had that. yours." Yes, <laughs> I thought that was great. And I was telling awesome. Danny last week, I was like, I. Totally didn't know Darren Young was gay. Oh, yeah. You had mentioned something a few podcasts ago where yeah. you were like, yeah, they, they could have beat down on Darren Young, but that would have been a whole other hate crime. And that had stuck in my craw for a little while. And I was like, what did he mean by that? Yeah. So one day at work, I like Googled it and I was like, oh my God, yeah, Darren Young's gay. I had no idea. Yeah. Totally so good for him. That's yeah. great. And which is why that, that whole promo that they cut beforehand with the whole coming out party and Darren Young getting so excited, and <laughs> I was like, mm, we already did that for you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, all kinds of awesome. And that's, that's why I think people are getting on board with PTV. Yeah. So. I'm all right with it. I like them. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, they need to compete more uh-huh. in order to be, you know. Relevant. <laughs> I like I like the tag picture. I think the sure. tag team picture. I think that's going to be fun. I think you've got some fun tag teams. Um, you know, I think the uh, the IC title picture is going to be boring as hell right now with yep. Ryback holding mm-hmm. the strap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how excited are you that uh, Brock with Brock Lesnar? I like it. I mean, I, it's the right time to do it. It's, it's the right time to do it. It's the wrong time to blow up. I mean, there there better be something that happens at Battleground to where they can extend it to SummerSlam. Because you can't blow your load with Brock Lesnar on a pay-per-view called Battleground yeah. when you have SummerSlam the next month. Mm-hmm. You can't. That's that's a waste. Yeah. Absolute waste. So something better happen between now and then. I think Sheamus tries to cash in his case early. You think maybe uh, he tries to cash it in at, at Battleground before he takes off? I don't know. Maybe, maybe some other kind of like injury thing or, I mean, we can't run the suspended route again because, boy, that would be... We brought you back. Why not? We brought you back. You're suspended. We brought you back. Mm, suspended again. Yeah. <sighs> it just it doesn't sit well. I kind of like the whole like uh, where the authority is going with Seth Rollins though. Uh-huh. I kind of like this whole thing. Like you're right. You don't need us. We do want to see you prove yourself. So here's this guy. <laughs> Go for it. Are are they turning the authority face? No. No. It it feels like there's a shift. It feels like there's definitely a shift though. Like Brock Lesnar can't be a face. He or, is though. Or, or oh no, he is. He is. No, I know, but he oh, okay. he is. But like, what is Seth Rollins without the authority? Seth Rollins is not as strong of a heel because I, he's, I completely disagree. He's so weaselly though. But without the authority backing him up, sure. But it's the fact that he continues to keep going to him and keep crying to him um, that he's going to end up having to find his own way to be a better heel. Uh-huh. And I think he and I think that that guy Tyler Black, I think he's got that ability within him. I love him. I I love him. Oh, I yeah. I think he's fantastic. I, I think, think he's, he's he's the next Jericho. Yeah. I mean, can you think of how awesome a feud between Jericho and Rollins would have been? It'd be really, just it been on fantastic. the mic, just oh, just great. Mm-hmm. Would have been awesome. Oh yeah. Um but I, I mean just, that's I what I think. Worry, I just worry about the way they've built him up. Like 
you know, just on his own now, flying on his own. We'll see how it goes after Brock, because right yeah. now Brock is the face, and so, I mean, you're going to boo Rollins because you want to see him get beat the hell up, but maybe we have one of those, like, he gets beat up so bad, everyone's like, this dude's okay. Just who is the last major face that couldn't speak for himself on a mic, though? Couldn't speak for himself on the mic? Yeah, a major l- face. Lesnar has no mic ability. No. He has no mic ability. They That's tried. why you bring in Heyman. Yeah. You know, other um, than... I mean, even Andre, when he was a face... Oh, you're going back that far? He, that's as far... I mean, I've got to go back that far. I can't think of another face who couldn't speak for himself. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I mean, that's kind of indicative of a face, of a, of a successful well, face of, of, of the, the company. Of a top star of the company. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You need to be able to speak yeah. for yourself. You can't You can't have an underling who speaks for Bret you. Bret Hart. No, even, Brett, even dude, Brett but, acknowledges he had no promo but, skills but whatsoever. But he's still responsible for one of the best catchphrases in the business. Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. Right. I get that. But like anytime he was ever interviewed in the ring, like it took him having to be the Team Canada guy yeah. for people to respond to him he being was bad. He, he was but, bad. But the thing is, he didn't have a mouthpiece. No. He just did it his, himself. Sure. But he's, you know, we're talking about Lesnar's going to have Heyman speaking for yes. him. I don't know. I just feel like there's something kind of, there's something heelish about having someone speak for you. Yeah. I get that. It's it's hard to pull off, especially yeah. since Heyman is so easily hateable. Hateable. But it's, I love him because oh, yeah. of it. Well, and of course the problem is you've got the modern day wrestling crowd where it's like, if you're really good at your job, people are going to cheer you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or, and what makes Rollins so amazingly unique is that he is so good at, at being who he is uh-huh. that people are being like, we'll boo you because you do deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's, no, I, I agree with you. I really love Rollins. I'm just skeptical about how, how Lesnar is going to pull off what he's going to have to do. It'll be interesting to see what happens after this, after this uh, program with Rollins is over, mm-hmm. how both of them end up. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, that's is that it? Are we? I, I think so. Unless okay. we have any other predictions, thoughts about battlegrounds, or or just thoughts in general, fights that you want to see, any, anything that you wish would happen. I want more yeah. Neville wins. I want I want more Neville. She loves more Neville. Neville. She loves her some it's Neville. It's the ears, man. He, <laughs> he looks like he looks like a little elf from Lord of the Rings. Yes, yeah, he does. He's so cute. He does with his little his little British like, and his I mean, little mouth guard. Yeah. That's how he gets the air. He captures the air. He's got the ears. He's, he's like Mighty Mouse. <laughs> That's what Vince McMahon wanted to do. Yeah, was do an actual Mighty Mouse kind of oh gimmick. Yeah. yeah, he was like, we're going to make a Mighty Mouse. And he uh. kind of won in that. He's, <laughs> he gave him a cape. Yeah. Yeah, that's... No, I agree. I like Neville. I think Neville should be... Uh, he should definitely be more in like the, the icy picture. He's, he's another one of those guys, though, that really shouldn't talk. Nope. I know he's got the accent and stuff and whatnot, but like... There's no way to make a five foot nothing guy <laughs> sound super intimidating. I know. What do you what? <laughs> what what happened with Wade Barrett? Yep. What yep. happened? <laughs> yep. He's, I liked him too. He's I like, there. I like Wade. Barrett. And that's a guy that can talk. Uh huh. I love the way he talks. He's it's such just great swagger. He just comes out with his personality. Yeah, like he has a presence. He has yeah, it. No. The problem is he's stuck with the stupid King of the Ring gimmick. Which has failed so many times in the past that nobody cares about it now. Yeah. When did it work? The last time the last time it worked. Like as someone playing that king gimmick. Like I liked when Macho Man. Probably had it. Booker T. Booker T. 
Yeah. Because then he King took Booker. it, ran with the whole like, oh, I'm actually. Okay. <laughs> like, he did the he, accent. He started talking yeah. in the accent thing. Had Charmel be his queen. That's <laughs> that's when that worked, and that was probably I think the last time that they made that a special event. Yeah. <laughs> because they would have like King Regal or Stephen. Or, yeah, you know, Stephen Regal. Yeah. Stephen Regal would have been awesome, except he got suspended for uh, for PEDs. That's right. And so that went nowhere. And then after that, it was Sheamus, and that happened on a Raw, <laughs> and so that didn't happen. I hate they did. They went with the whole King Sheamus thing, and that just never took off. It just became a joke gimmick, which yeah. is what it is now. Yeah, it's sad. It's a shame because I like I like Wade Barrett. I think he's a he's a talented athlete. He's a, a he's great on the mic. I he wish can... he was going up against uh, Ryback. Yeah, I Th- think that could be a very entertaining. I mean, Ryback being the like meathead kind of guy, and here's King Barrett up on his pedestal, being super like high and mighty. They're like you're not worthy to hold that intercontinental right. strop. I don't. I don't like Ryback. I don't like anything about Ryback. I don't think he's a good wrestler. I, I don't take think... my negativity. And I eat it. I don't eat <laughs> exactly the big guy. The big guy. But the thing is, Matthew, you are you, you are looking too many people in the eyes right now. He doesn't look anyone in the eye. He looks like off into the distance. He doesn't look at the camera. Yeah. Doesn't look at Renee Young. Oh, doesn't. he's got Shawn Michaels syndrome. Yeah. Is that it? Like they just kind of look off in the distance. Yeah. Always the eye thing. I guess. But he's he's got no charisma. Like, the, and I don't know why oh, people God, are they're eating trying. it up. They're trying so hard to get him charisma. I will give him credit for moving past the Goldberg chance. Yeah. Because those don't happen anymore. That's right. That's true. We've got the feed me more thing, uh-huh. which is great. And as long and, and if that's all he did, it. If that is all he did, though, like if he just sticks to his whole you know action figure arm thing, he sticks to the finish it thing, and and that's it. That's fine. But no, they had to go out there and be like, you know what would make people relate to you more, right back? Is if you came out and showed footage footage of yourself as Skip Sheffield. Yep, 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 from NXT. <laughs> And then they, t- you tell them about how you broke your leg in Hawaii, and then you tell them your recovery story. That's how people are going to relate to you. It didn't work, guys. No. <laughs> it, it got people the whole idea of all right, we'll stop at the Goldberg chance. Sorry, but that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Now it's just you know. <laughs> I say the big guy, everyone laughs. There's big guy. <laughs> there <are> t- <laughs> Tell me that's not the look love, on his face. I just love how your neck goes away whenever you do a Ryback impression. He doesn't have a neck. <laughs> he doesn't. No, you're right. It's freaking Barney Rubble in there. You've, like, got, you've got some talented guys on this roster that are yep. nowhere to be found right now. Mm-mm. Luke Harper. We're <laughs> that whole promo that Harper and Rowan cut saying, like, we going to come and get you. Yeah, and now they're, <laughs> they're gone. I haven't seen them since that promo. No, and I t- I'm the all. one that told Danny. I'm like, Danny, your tag team's gone right now because Tyson <laughs> Kid's injured. Pick you should Harper pick up and Harper Rowan and Rowan. Fantasy. Yeah, pick up Harper and Rowan for fantasy. I thought I was doing him a favor. And, and I told, I'm told i like telling Matthew, I'm like, pick up primetime players. Well, yeah, well, because I went to go try to pick up Harper and Rowan, and Jeff was like, uh, dude, they're already taken. I'm yeah. like, damn it. Ah, oh, there goes all those points, and now I'm like, oh, they're not there. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I'm like Matt, primetime players, and then they beat <laughs> they beat New Day, and you got five points for that. Ding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. So uh, Cesaro, though, Cesaro had a great match against Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens. this past week. Yeah, that's but, something I'd like to see again. But it's not going to be. No, it's a one off. It's a one-off. absolute one off. There's no way they're gonna. They and it's a shame for it's like a shame Cesaro. for Cesaro because now Cesaro is a guy without anything until Kit gets back. Yeah, that's a problem. That sucks. Yep, it goes back to talent development, man. Mm-hmm. Just like the Yankees goes back. To, <laughs> goes back to development yeah. and the fact that it doesn't happen. And so, meanwhile, Ryback gets his three thousandth hit. 
Uh, yeah. Off of the big show. Yeah. <laughs> if Justin Verlander's the big show, yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. But that's, I mean, you could draw parallels. <laughs> you really could. Yeah, you could. Just, <laughs> if your favorite WWE superstars were baseball players, who would they be? Ryback? A-Rod, for sure. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's we're gonna draw that up and have for you next week. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is. Uh, I think that's all I've got. I think so too, this. man. I'm. I'm just. I, I'm just so tired right now of of what they're what they're not delivering. But we still turn in. We tune in. God. I have to because I'm the one that puts the points in. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I have to because I have, use. Yeah. I have to because I have to talk about it on a weekly basis. And plus, it's awesome to watch while you're doing laundry. Dude, are um, you? Are you? Uh, do you think you're going to be able to go this week without crying about something about Dusty Rhodes? Yeah. I, I went did. like three, four days this past week. I'd watch something and like just start tearing up. You know what helped with that though? Um, I watched Raw. I watched NXT. I watched SmackDown and had the exact same video package all three times. And by the end of it, I was like, mm, desensitized. I was like, all right, Mm-mm. ready for the match to start. Got me every time. Oh. Every yeah, not me. single time. And then I watched the Celebrating the Dream special. Yeah, see, I'm glad I stayed away from that. Oh, I should have watched God. it, but I, yeah. Whew. It's, it's, it's good stuff, Just, man. Just they think about a, when... It's a great tribute. Some of those other stars that we grew up with, just think about when they start going, man. Like the ones oh, yeah. that, like, because no, I, I, I didn't get to watch Dusty in the ring all that much. Like, I saw him towards the tail end of his career when he was with Steve Carino in ECW doing the bloody bull rope matches yeah. and bleeding all over the place. That wasn't really, like, his finest work or anything. Yeah. But, like, think when, like, Lawler goes. I'm, th- I'm talking about, like, Jake the Snake. That, when Jake yeah. the Snake when passes Jake away. goes, when Hall goes, when just when all when those Hogan. people. Yeah. When everybody, that you're just like, oh. Hall and Nash. Yeah, you're right. When Hall and Nash. Yeah. Because, yeah. Whew. It's it's just gonna be like for me it was with Savage for yeah. me it was just like oh, Savage shit. was a tough one Savage, Savage was really was, tough yeah that was we were oh talking last week we were talking about how like you know Andre I didn't appreciate as much like when he passed away I was yeah. still young I was really young and I was like oh wow Andre the Giant passed away that sucks mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I was kind of like eh. and now as an adult going back and looking I'm like man that's so you know Andre it's just terrible the legend like the way they really built the legend of Andre the Giant when yeah. we were kids you know when they were protecting. You know, wrestling is like, no, this is a real thing. And they were really writing wrestling right. Uh, you know, Andre, you know, that legend of Andre. Sure. You know, it hurts even more now about that. And then it's kind of like the reverse with Warrior. Like, if I was a kid and Warrior had passed away, I'd have been crushed. Sure. Now as an adult, I'm like, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame, but eh, I don't feel like Warrior really left that much of a legacy in wrestling you know, so who's, like, who's be that I feel guy like for Dusty you. Rhodes between like Dusty Rhodes is like the one that hurt like it, it impacted me more than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Like I watched Dusty when I was a kid. Yeah. I danced along to the song. I was sure. in the stands watching him and Sapphire in the ring and the polka dots and he was dancing to his song. And like when that was announced, at first I was like, damn, Dusty Rhodes. And then I'm watching all these videos and all those memories are rushing back. And I'm getting like choked up and seeing the videos of him and his sons. And I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> this is bringing so much back. Yeah. I think for me now at this point, um, I think it's going to be like Jake the Snake. When if Jake the Snake Roberts passes away or Hulk Hogan, like for it, me, it's going to be Flair. Flair? Jesus. Oh, yeah. I'm going to lose it when Flair goes. Roddy Piper. Yeah. Roddy Piper. Although Roddy just always looks like he's going to live forever. Yeah. Flair, you can tell. You're like, oh, boy. He's close. Yeah. He's close. But, like, 
Yeah, like he could pop a blood vessel at any minute now. Yeah. Just, but I mean, like if Flair goes, there's so many memories just from the good days of WCW. Yeah. Um, he did so much. Oh he yeah. Did, he did so much. He revolutionized. Flair revolutionized the sport. Just that whole thing. That I will elbow drop my jacket for days when he goes. <laughs> and I'll just be like stomping back and forth. Woo. I think for me, um, I think for me, it's going to be Piper because he was a talker. He, mm-hmm. You know, Piper's pit. Sure. Sure. Uh, you know, he was he was the badass. Um, you know, he was the, he was the first bad guy in wrestling that I loved. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was kind of like the precursor to the rock where like, even though he wanted you to hate him so much, you couldn't help but fucking love the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was a good athlete, you know, and he was the crazy guy. He did the, it was the crazy, sure. the crazy Scott, um, you know, and you would remember him from like the Goonies music video and, you know, he was in like every, everything, everything, every yeah. bit of pop culture. He was in like movies and TV and, uh. Yeah, you know, thinking about it now, I'll, it'll it'll hurt when Jake the Snake goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think w- when Roddy Piper goes, that one's going to be the one that I get on the phone with Dad. And me and Dad like just just go ahead start and reminiscing, mm-hmm. and like you know, I start getting choked up, and maybe Dad gets choked up a little bit too. But yeah, that'll be it. Wow, wonderful morbid That's discussion good. that we've yeah. had here on the most valuable <laughs> podcast MVP. Thank you all for listening along. We're going to go cry our eyes out, watch some classic matches. Um, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at MVP Next Wave. Like us on Facebook, the Most Valuable Podcast, and of course, listen to all of the fantastic shows on the Next Wave Radio Network on iTunes, Podcast Addict, and of course at NextWave-Radio.com. Sarah, thanks for joining. Thanks so much for letting me. It was it was great having her voice and perspective in in this show. I'm so um, glad that she did. I only, I only browbeat her like crazy. To, Please, Sarah, it's Father's Day. And Joe, I, I hope I hope you'll allow me to say this. You're just you're a lot better looking than Danny is, so I'm really glad to turn to my right and not see the beard. But Danny, I love you. I, I hope you have fun morning. in Maui. Oh, thank you for. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, she shaved. Great. <laughs> I was about to say like, well, she has been accused of being my beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, Danny, have fun in Maui. Uh, in order to. <laughs> I don't really know how else to sign us off here. Um, except <laughs> that's that's it though. So um, you know, Sarah is Joe's beard, and uh, Danny, I can't wait to see you. What 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 what? We like sports, and we don't care who knows. From the pregame jokes to the wrap-up show, we like sports, and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey, golf. Throw me the baseball. Now toss me the pigskin. Now feed me the rock. Now give me the rock. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's f***ing gold.